Welcome to the Athletes USA podcast. Every Monday, 3 p.m., we bring you this show um, to basically talk about different things in the college recruiting process, going professional, basically everything to help you become a champion in sport. Uh, today, I'm joined by a bunch of the team members. I've got Rene here. What's up, Hello, bro? what's up? Ben. Hey, guys. We've got Warren. Warren's new in the team. How you doing, Warren? I'm good. How are you? Good. Warren's a former soccer athlete. Uh, you played pro in Europe, right? Yeah, I played semi-pro in Spain and in England. Awesome. We're going to get back to that later today's today show. We've also got Lewis. What's up, guys? And we've got the one and only Dave. Woo-woo! Yeah, we're going to be joined later on by maybe uh, Herbert and Jay. They're actually on the call right now, so we'll see if they can get to us. But the purpose of this show week is to help you know when is the right time to turn professional. Um, we've got a lot of athletes in college turning professional this summer. They've graduated. Some are turning professional early. And then we've also... <laughs> whose phone's that? <laughs> it's my watch. Your watch is going off. We've always got... Is it? That's good, man. You're busy, though. Yeah, that's good. Um, so we wanted you to understand when is the right time to know to want to go professional. I mean, I, all of us in this room have had different times when we did and some didn't. We want to basically help you guys to get a better idea to know when is uh, and when isn't or if, if it should be at all. So we want to really help you with that topic. So let's start off with you, Rene. Um, what was your background? We know you know you were playing soccer in Germany. Yes. But when did you turn professional? How did you do it? Um, so I played a couple of years in Germany before I went to college here in the U.S. So I played on the amateur level before I went to college. Um, then I actually went to college for one year. I played one year at Hawaii Pacific University. And um, since I was late in the process, so I was already 24 years old. Um, I only had one year of eligibility. So after finishing my year at Hawaii Pacific University, I went back to Germany and actually got the chance to play semi-professional professional soccer. How did you get um, that, though? Like, how did you get from the American college to Germany? Who, who helped you in that process? Um, I had a company working with me in Germany that was picking right. up players, and they were helping me with tryouts and all that kind of stuff. So right, similar right. to an, a service that we might offer is that we help you guys after college and we get you into the right hands that yeah. to people that are able to get get you into tryouts, to get you to professional teams to try out for them after your college career. So similar to that, I had someone working with yeah. me. So I had the chance to try out. I made it. Um, so college definitely helped me to become a better player. And then I had the chance actually to play semi-professional slash professional soccer back home in Germany. Played that for two years. And then after the two years, I realized I'm not going to be a... German national player making 20 million a year so I decided to come back to college here coaching and then I coached two years at college made my license back home in Germany brought that over to America and was a college coach for two years and now I'm with you guys do, do you feel like you made the right steps turning professional when you did? Um, I do think so um, due to my older age at that point I was already 25 which is considered kind of old in soccer um, I think I, I made the best out of it I might have had better chances early on when I was younger, but yeah. I might not had the mindset to become pro when I was 18, 19. So I would have appreciated having a company or having a service working with me and actually putting my mind in the right way and telling me exactly what to do in order to have the best chances to become a professional player. So at that time, I was more worried about girls and partying than I was about <laughs> practice and, and doing stuff that would actually yeah. help me to become a professional player. I think you make a good point. One of our new services that Athletes USA now is, is Athletes USA Pro. Um, and what we're doing for our athletes at graduate college, or maybe not even in college, are thinking about going pro over going to college, is we actually have a, such a great network. We can connect you with the right people, give you a head start um, to accelerate that pro career. So if you're interested in that, 
Um, you should email us at info at athletes-usa.com and we'll connect you with the right people to help you with that pro service. Ben, golf man. Let's talk about golf here. What happened with you, bro? Did you go professional? Did you not go professional? I worked as a golf professional, so I taught people uh, yeah. how to golf. And, and that's going to violate your amateur status, too. So in a sense, I made money from the game, but not in the traditional sense where I was playing my sport for money. I did play some events, yeah. uh, mainly recreational when I had the time, but uh, never never took it to the tours where you're talking web.com yeah. or challenge tour or across the world or anything like that. Um, I like to think of it as um, you, you choose whether you're going to pursue academia or athletics. And yeah. there was a point in my college career where it made more sense for me to chase academics and a job than it did golf. Do you, do you feel like because you had the college experience, it gave you the chance to see where you were? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the college experience, there's different levels in college sports, as you guys know from previous shows. And if you're not playing at the top end of the level you're in, then pro isn't necessarily going to be a route for you uh, if you can't manage your time in college with all those resources to become a pro. I like to think of the argument, the question with your individual sports is that your bad days have to still make cuts. So you still have to be playing well enough to make cuts on your bad days. And if you're not doing that, then pro's probably not right for you at this time. And maybe Division One golf or high-level Division Two golf is something you have to put some more time in as well. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a valuable note because this whole topic is about when is the right time to turn professional. And I think what college can do for you is give you an idea, can I even turn professional? Yeah. Like, is it worth spending thousands of dollars to do it? Do I feel like I can beat the guys on tour? or in a club and make it to where I need to go. Because if you're not really doing that in college, you, you, you kind of know it's not maybe the right thing to do, maybe follow a different path. Of course, yeah. I mean, in college, you are managing both academics and athletics, but you have all the resources there for you. You have world-class facilities, top programs, indoor facilities, outdoor facilities, golf courses. You're doing a travel schedule just like you would on the tour. So you're kind of getting a taste of what tour life is like just at an amateur level. And... Mm -hmm you can gauge your game against the others at your level and, and see where you're at from there. Okay, man. Thanks, Ben, for that. Warren, so you're new to the team. Welcome, bro. So Warren is joining us here in the head office in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Warren, man, we know you have a soccer background, but tell yeah. us a bit about you know where you went professional because I know your story is actually completely different to ours. You, know, yeah. you, you kind of skipped the college part and went straight professional, right? Yeah, um, I was playing down here in Florida and uh, I got scouted at uh, IMG to go play in uh, London uh, for the semi-pro team um, and do college over there. So I went over there. Um, wasn't really a lifestyle I thought, you know, um, it's a lot harder being a professional athlete where you're not making that much money. So I got scouted to go to another team in Spain same type of situation. I did my schooling online, and um, I got injured, and the team didn't really take care of me. You know, it's not if you're not at the top level, yeah, um, it's not really the same thing. You know, so this this is something I've heard a lot about. Um, you know, athletes going to like kind of trial events, showcase events to go professional in Europe, from America, not just America but globally. Because um, you know, for us, it, it, coming from England, you know, if if you want to become a Man United, Chelsea player, unless you get in a youth academy at 14, 15 years it's old, not gonna happen. So you could agree with that one, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. If you're not, um, if you're not dropping out of school, maybe at 16 or doing FOVS or school online at 16, 17, or even 15, 14, probably not going to make it to the highest level, like championship or Premier League. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good point to note. 
because we get a lot of athletes coming out of Chelsea Youth Academy or Man U Youth Academy, lots of these mm-hmm. big academies at 19, 20. So given in a crack in the Youth Academy, realise they're not going to get where they want to mm-hmm. be. But the MLS can still be an option. They come to college out here, play college division one level because they're very good athletes and then go to MLS after. We had mm-hmm. one of those players this year go to Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, so would that be something you recommend like, you know, doing or would you say... You As a European? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you can look at players like Dom Dwyer. Um, they just got plays for the U.S. national team now. Um, he was, um, I think, at that Carlisle. And he went over, uh, played college here, and then he played for uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the national team for the United States. Right. So that's a good there. Do you feel like your your experience of going to to Europe was the right way? Turning professional, let's say, what was it, 18 you turned professional at? Um, 20. 20. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you'd do that again, or would you go to college first? And what would you do? I would definitely go to college first because you can gauge yourself um, on other players and all the divisions and stuff like that. And you also have the, the added, like, uh, fallback of your degree. Like, yeah. currently, I'm still in school getting my degree, so. So, you're still pay- you're paying for out-of-pocket, then? Yeah. Yeah, so you could have got that completely for free. Yeah, definitely. Does that, does that hurt? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right in the heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, at least, at least now you can help, you know, athletes now understand this, because this is the whole mm-hmm. point of this podcast, is that we want you guys not to go through bad experiences and make mm-hmm. the right decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely interesting, you went from the US to Europe to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least you got some great experience from that. Yeah. Were you told, though, because you said when you got there, it wasn't what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, and they used the IMG, the, the very well-known pro agency. Um, did they tell you that, or was it? Well, it was, I got um, scouted at an IMG tournament, so okay. it wasn't like okay. through IMG. So the camera I went to was um, Richmond, and it's just, you kind of look at players like Lukaku, Pogba, and stuff like yeah. that, all having fun on Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, they're putting in the work, and they're getting paid millions of dollars a year, but if right. you're not at that level, you're probably not making 100K a year, probably not, probably making the same as someone doing a 9 to 5 here. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, okay, so I see you kind of just saw the superstars and didn't realize. Yeah what the lifestyle would be like. If you might, backtracking a little bit too, you got hurt and I don't know the nature of your injury, but yeah. you know, you, you're, you have insurances and most of the time you have to cover mm-hmm. that sort of stuff on your own if you don't. But at the college level, if your injury is not career ending, they're going to honor the rest of your scholarship. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they have the facilities to treat that injury mm-hmm. too. So you would have that safety net of, you know, emergency situation or something worst case scenario happens like an, like an injury. Mm-hmm. You can fall back on the academic aid. Mm-hmm. They'll rehab your injury for you because you have the facility, so you're not paying for services like that outside of the university, out of your own pocket, and you still you know, have the opportunity to play once you rehab from your injury. But if you lose a year in professional sports... You're not going to get it back. Especially soccer, you're not getting it back. And, and you know, if you're just playing at the semi-professional level, chances are mm-hmm. that a small injury that might be six months out might... And your career. Exactly. Yeah. Lewis, <laughs> our goalkeeper. Yeah. Are you going to join our local team? Yeah, I will, actually. We got finals this week. Oh, well, dude, that's like, that season's already over. I don't want to pay for two games. <laughs> if you spot me, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. So, Lewis, what about you? But we know you're playing uh, goalkeeper mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. Did you go professional? I did not. Um, I played goalie in college for two years, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I had a great experience. Um, it was also really awesome uh, just making the friends that I did through soccer. Um, but as far as professional, after my sophomore year, um, it was really the summer before my junior year, 
Um, I traveled like all the way across the U.S., um, coast to coast, and I went to Europe for my first time. And it was really like an eye-opening experience. And I realized that as far as my pri- priorities go, like soccer wasn't at the top of the list. Right. There were other things that I was more interested in. And um, I just realized that um, the commitment to go professional is such a time commitment. And it's, it's really just so much work. Um, and I was uh, at the time and still currently like I'd rather be putting my energy towards something else. So the professional route, um, I kind of realized when I was about 20 years old, was just not something I really wanted to pursue. Do you feel you got that because you play college soccer? So it allowed you to yeah. see, damn, this is actually a lot of work to be yeah, a professional. definitely. Because, I mean, high school soccer was definitely a lot of work also, but college soccer is on a completely another level. Um, so I think that it definitely gave me the perspective that I needed to realize maybe professional soccer wasn't for me. Right, and if, say, if you went professional straight away, you probably yeah. would have failed because you wouldn't want to put the commitment level in. That's true, and it, I wasn't getting any professional offers when I was 18, so right. it's, not like, <laughs> it's not like I was like turning down million-dollar offers or anything like that. Right. I definitely wasn't at that level. It's not like I was like an incredible standout player that yeah. had all these offers. I, just, yeah. I, I realized the amount of work that it would have taken to go pro. And, right, and I think that's valuable because it, in, in athletes, you're always going to get high levels and lower levels, so not mm-hmm. everyone's going to be David Beckham mm-hmm. or Tiger Woods or Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. There's always going to be... A lot of athletes, actually more athletes at you know, the lower end. Mm-hmm. But you can still become a really good athlete, put the work in. Sure. But if you want to be Lewis and travel the world, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. not the right path for you. Yeah. Right? Because and you learned that in college. Exactly. I think that's, you, you got what you wanted out yeah, of Yeah, I got a taste of it, and I realized that it, the commitment level just wasn't really for me. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. My man Dave, what's going um, on, man? Baseball. I was just thinking a lot about, yeah, baseball, of course. Um, so we have couple of different sports that are represented here in the room today, but I'm just thinking, I was thinking as everybody was speaking about the most elite leagues that are out there. So for my sport, baseball, there's pretty much uh, only two professional leagues in the world that are worth anything, and that's the major leagues in the U.S. and the Nippon Leagues in Japan. So let's just break down the numbers here. I mean, think about how many people you know, whether it's baseball or any sport, that play your sport. I mean, soccer, that's the world sport. A billion people in the world play soccer. Baseball is not as high, but it's probably, you know, a couple million out there. You've got two leagues with 30 teams and 25 players on each team. So that means baseball, yes. At any one time, there are really only 1,500 people on this earth that are playing baseball for you know, a high six, seven-figure salary. Um, We live uh, right here, um, you know, near our offices. We have tons of minor league baseball stadiums nearby. There's one right by by my house where the uh, Palm Beach Beach Cardinals play. Um, Those guys make $1,300 U.S. a month. $1,300 a month. Now, if your name is Mike Trout or Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, you're going to make $25, $30 million a year. But that's just a couple guys. All the other guys that are professional – they're not, you know, they're professional. Yeah, they're getting paid to play, but they're making less money than I made as a camp counselor when I was 16 years old. So, you know, right. that's that's what's so crazy about that, you know. So for you, for you, you, you realized, like, he wasn't worthwhile, basically, in terms of fashion, well, because you weren't, you didn't, do you not feel like you I, had the chance to get to the, the pro? It's, we, we all have to be realistic here. You know, we all aspire to be that person. You know, we aspire to be Tiger Woods. We aspire to be Michael Jordan. We aspire to be Cal Ripken, who was my favorite baseball player. But, you're not a bad person because you're not that good. You just need to be realistic about your future because one day it's going to be over. And for 99.9% of you that are listening, it's going to be over before you're probably 26 years old, 25 years old. You know, I don't think anybody in this room here's pro career, if you even had a chance, went much past their mid-20s. So what do you do when that's over? 
You know, do you want to be sad and depressed and not have anything to fall back on because you didn't prepare properly? Or do you want to go to college, get skills, get many skills, get experience and say, okay, let me take all of my sports and all of my education and let me make something for myself, my family, my community, everything. So that's, that's why I think our system is the best because it's very elite and it's giving you a chance to make something of yourself after. I think Lewis tapped on that nicely that it gave you the chance to see where you actually were at, mm-hmm. right? Because let's say someone gave you a million dollar contract to have first, you probably have done it. Yeah, definitely. Right? So it gives you that opportunity to get seen, get scouted. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely what we're doing at Athletes USA is we've heard a lot of these athletes saying, look, I want to go pro. We want you to do that. Like, we want you to be in that percentage that's so hard to get to. But we all know in this room, like, let's be honest, all of us didn't get really any help mm-hmm. to get to that. All connect us yeah. with the right people. Rene, you might got a little bit more than we did. That sounds like you had some help there, but it didn't seem to continue after that, right? It was kind of on your own again. Or did you keep getting more support from that point on? I mean, there's still support, but it's just your own decision. I decided at that point I would I would go to America, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sign a new contract or whatever I wanted. But I decided to have my contract not renewed and then go to America. Right. So I basically canceled, not canceled. I, I just let my my contract run out, yeah, and then I went to America. But so when you're still a professional but in Germany, like, did you feel like you had someone there looking after you, helping build your career in soccer? If you're big enough, you get that. If you're small, you don't get it. In that, in that, in a sense of like a pro pro player, you get yeah. some help. But since there's not as much money involved in the pro at the yeah. third and fourth division back home, so usually a company would would get a ten percent cut. But if you only make yeah. that that sort of money, they're not going to get as much money as they work for a second or first Bundesliga yeah. player. So you get support, but you don't get the support that you're looking for. That you're looking for. I think that's what's valuable, valuable about our new program at Athletes USA Pro is that we get it's a huge demand for athletes that need that support. And we don't want to be taking your percentage. Like We just want you to basically help put you in the right positions, you know, connect you to the right people. Who know, It might work out, might not work out, but at least we're giving you that shot that no one else is giving you, you know, to connect you with the right people and see where it can go and advising you the right path to make. I know for myself in golf, when I turned professional, I turned professional to A, for sure. I was doing one year in college, I thought, damn, I'm the bomb, I could go make a million dollars playing golf. So I, you know, finish after one year and kind of like, similar to you, Warren, like, you know, you, you just kind of went pro straight away but then I realized pretty quickly, damn, this is going to get really expensive, right? So I was like, not winning as quickly as I thought I was going to win. I should have done three years more extra in college and finished out, um, which I didn't get to do, but I wish I did do that now. Uh, and that would have given me a bigger time to learn more about being a professional athlete, how to handle my pressure, how to build up my I value. Think, I think that like, as a semi-pro player, if you try to go pro and you're not at that top level at the beginning, and you're just in the middle, you lack a real mentor or leadership in yeah. like your career. So if you don't have that, you kind of left to your own devices and some people make mistakes and you end up out of the game. And yeah. college gives you a chance to have multiple mentors, your coaches, your players, other yeah. other people, you know? That leads nicely because we're going to be launching our Athletes USA Champions program at the end of this month. And what that's going to be is getting you at, say, 15 years old and connecting you already with a former champion in your sport. So we're going to have former athletes and one at like you know soccer events like Champions League or one you know, tennis opens, golf majors, working with you and their team to help give you that mentoring advice. So when you're in college, you're maximizing your time and to get as good as you can be. So when you graduate college, you can maximize on your sponsorship value, which is going to be an awesome program we're going to launch at the end of the month. So we'll get more news to you on that one soon. 
Um, but yeah, definitely for me, that's why, you know, I did the pro thing for a year and then I went back to school because I was like, I need to get my education back. And I was out of pocket on that, on that end. You know, so I think this is why the American system is so good because it gives you that opportunity to see where you're at, see if you want to be a pro Lewis, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think there is any right time to turn pro. Mm-hmm. It's a gut feel. If you feel like that's what I want to do, because you're otherwise you're just going to regret it. But I do feel like doing college first is a smarter choice to at least that way get the experience, get the education, and then turn pro after college, unless you've got your million-dollar contract at 16. Have enough right. information to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're young, yeah. you don't have enough information a lot of times. Yeah. In that college opportunity with the right coaching, the right mentorship, the new programs we're doing here at Athletes USA, that gives you enough information to guide your gut in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keyword, key phrase, rather, I think, with this is deferred gratification. It's, it's a tough one. It's something, if you think about it, it's something we all have to do, though. We all do it every day subconsciously. Um, you know, you have a nine-to-five job. You go to work. You wake up in the morning. You don't want to wake up. You go to the job. I mean, we all love what we do, so we don't really have this problem. But for a lot of people <laughs> out there, true. you go to work. Why are you going to work and going through the job in the day? It's the deferred gratification. You're going to work eight hours a day, deal with rush hour traffic and everything, so you can go home at the end of the day, be with your wife, your girlfriend, your family, your kids, your dog, your house, your life. You do that every day, you know. So this is deferred gratification, you know. I um, dealing with baseball. There's a very, very enticing. There's a very, very enticing signing bonus to 16, 17 year old, 18 year old kids from Europe, Australia, Latin America, especially. You know, um, there's kids from Latin America. They're going to throw you more money than your entire family has made in their lifetime. Basically, they're going to throw you hundred thousand dollars, and you're going to want to take it. But my argument is, and what I'm telling everybody who's you know listening into this is saying is consider what happens when that ends. If you sign a pro deal when you're 16, 17 years old, if you stop going to school in Australia, if you stop going to year 11 or year 12 um, in the U.S., if you you know leave school earlier for whatever reason, you know you're just not setting yourself up well for the future. So you know if they want to throw you a lot of money and you want to take it, that's fine. Just be aware that, you know, by not deferring the gratification, you might have problems in the back end. You know, once it's over, it's over. And if you don't have a high school degree or, you know, anything really, you're in trouble <laughs> in a lot of ways. You, you, are, you are setting yourself up to make it harder for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You're, so. not, you're, you're not completely screwed, but you are making it harder. Mm-hmm. Like, why not take a full-ride scholarship, make your life much easier, mm-hmm. you know, meet, meet more connections, get to know, you know, how you You have something you to fall back on. Yeah. Investing is deferred gratification. Investing in anything. You know, you don't just invest money, you invest time, you invest energy, you invest, you know, resources. That's always deferred gratification. You're putting a little bit forward now to get something much better later down the road. Anytime you hear about an investment, everybody says, Oh, it's gotta be for the long term. It's gotta be for the long term. This is for the long term. Because this isn't just money or commodities or whatever. This is your life. You're investing in your life. And that's, you know, Unless you're a cat, you only get one of those, you know, so. Is that a good one? <laughs> Do you, I was watching the baseball at Dean, where we live around there. Tim Tebow. Do you think he's going to make it? You know, um, Tim Tebow, he's playing, he's 29 years old. All the kids on that field he's playing with are about seven or eight years younger than him, if not even younger. Um, I do not think Tim Tebow is going to make it professionally. I think it requires a skill set. He is a... Freak of nature athletically. That's why he did good as a football player. But baseball is too technical in too many different ways for him to make it. Um, He's struggling right now 
in single A. He's still got double A and triple A before he makes it to the major leagues. So the pitching's not even really that great right now, and he's not even really doing that well. He's seven or eight years behind, but, you know, from a business side of things, you know, they sold out the stadium four straight days while he yeah. was there. So, exactly. you know, he's a massive money generator for, you know, all the minor league ball clubs down here. But, um, no, I don't think he's going to make it professional because he can't sacrifice his athletic abilities once he gets to the levels that are higher where he's at right now. And I'm glad you touched upon that because, yeah. well, firstly, I feel like he, he, he can try. He's got enough money to keep going. Oh, yeah. He can make a dollar a year. He could say, pay me a dollar a year and I'll play on your team. And exactly. Say, okay. yeah. But I think what, what's interesting, which is what's interesting for us, is the business aspect he brings into the club. And that's what we're focused more on for our athletes that go professional, right? Because we're actually going to work with other agencies to help get your contracts to go pro. But we're looking at athletes that we look after is, what is your worth, right? A lot of athletes don't think about this. You think about, I need to get my contract at the club, 100K, 200K, million, two, whatever it is. But you're not building your brand. The best athletes, the Beckhams, the Tiger Woods, Jordans, they build brands, right? Because I mean, if you think of Tebow. Like the, the, you're right, that stadium was completely packed the whole time. I've never seen it so packed before mm-hmm. because he's built a brand where people want to see that. And that's what we help you do at Athletes USA Pro is help build a brand for you where you're going to actually be able to get exposure that adds value to a team to take you versus somebody else who's just as good as you. And that's something we want to definitely leave you a message on because I think that's very valuable that people need to start thinking about more. And it's a thing about how do you build that brand, right? What's going to make you more valuable than a player if you haven't got the level? Because if he was... If, if Tim Tebow wasn't who he was, he probably wouldn't even get in that team. No. I, I think um, he's hanging in there, but you got it's a single-A ball club. For all the baseball players out there that want to come over here and play professionally, every major league team has what's called the farm system. And basically what the farm system just means is it's generally more rural ball clubs. Sometimes it's in the city, sometimes it's not. But there's six teams that are before the major leagues. There's rookie ball, there's... Short season A, which A, A just single A, then there's um, long season advanced A, then there's double A, then there's triple A. So Tim Tebow has made it through three teams, and he's still two teams between him and the major leagues, which, you know, appears to be his dream. So, you know, it's just the chances. I mean, um, Brene, you can probably speak about this with uh, Bundesliga in Germany, you know, most elite soccer league in the world. You know, there's so many leagues you've got to get through to get to the Holy Grail. And once you're there, it's great, but, you know, Think about everybody you've ever known in your sports career in any sport. Maybe one of them will make it there. Maybe none. You know, I, I think I know one person personally that made it to the major leagues. He's not even really that good of a friend. He's just a guy I played against. So personally, I don't know anyone. I've played against tens of thousands of baseball players in my life. So uh, I think the key here, guys, is that you you know you, you aim for the skies because we want you to, to reach there, but you need the support. You need the people to help you. You need to know how to get there. Because if you're just thinking, I'm going to play there one day, that's great. Everyone in this room thought that. And every athlete that has made it thought that. But the difference between the athletes in this room versus the athletes who are playing pro at the highest levels is they had support the whole way. None of us, we, all one thing we have in common in this room is no one was helping us along the way. We didn't have the right connections, the right support, and our financial backing behind us. And the athletes that got there had all of that. So if you want to be a superstar one day, we want to help you become a superstar, but you need the team, need the support, need the right advice. Otherwise, you're just going to make it really, really hard for yourself. And I think that's uh, a good bombshell to end on, huh? Bombshell? Yep. yep. Let's do it. So on that bombshell, we hope you've had a good show, enjoyed that. Any questions, feel free to, to get to us, email us, phone call us. Uh, you can reach us at info at athletes-usa.com. You can call We have a new uh, office number now. 
Actually, right. we do. Does anyone know it off by heart yet? Because I haven't memorized uh, it. Yet. Okay. <laughs> it's on our website. It's on our website at www.athletes-usa.com. <laughs> we'll get the new numbers soon. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, on our next episode next Monday. Uh, if you haven't tuned into the Athletes Live show on Instagram or Facebook Live, it's 4 p.m. every Friday where you can get your questions answered live. Uh, on Instagram or Facebook, 4 p.m. Friday Eastern. For all those people listening in New Zealand, that's 8 a.m. Saturday New Zealand time. Because you got a lot of clients from New Zealand. Yeah, right? I got a lot of clients from New you Zealand. Got a lot of clients <laughs> We signed four last week, so um, you know Ooh. we're worldwide. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. We're just we're worldwide. So tune in. <laughs> I might be asleep when you call, but I'll answer you in due time. So, cool guys, take care. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week. See you again.